Welcome to the Unsweetened Sayo podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsayo.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Today, I want to talk about identifying and managing triggers. You know, again, looking back on my journey, I wish that this is something that I had spent a little more time around when I was initially beginning the first steps of, you know, giving up sugar and flour. Um, I think it's hard to know ahead of time, though, what all your triggers are. But I do think you can start, you know, maybe just kind of making a list of things that might even trigger you now, even if you are eating sugar and flour, but the times that you find yourself reaching for that sugar um, or junk food item to kind of get you through whatever you're going through. So that would be kind of a good way to start, I think, of just listing those and then as you go along your journey, I am sure you'll be surprised by what does trigger you that you hadn't really planned on. So I think there's some work we can do ahead of time, and I think it's really, really helpful. And then to also, as far as managing those triggers, kind of coming up with a plan on how to overcome them. Um, But there will be some that caught you catch you off guard. And it's just, again, having a way to manage those in place that will help you even for those ones that might take you by surprise. So I will talk a little bit about triggers of mine that I've identified through this process. Uh, Some of them might be similar and some of them might be different for what triggers you, but hopefully this will help you start thinking of a list. I do think um, not being prepared is an easy way to fall off the wagon. You know, especially in the beginning when your brain is still under the control of sugar, it's really easy to make excuses of, oh, well, I have my period, so I always, you know, have really bad cravings. I'm just going to go ahead and eat, and then I'll start again tomorrow. I think it's, like, really easy to try to negotiate with yourself as far as, you know, eating sugar and making this one allowance or whatever. Super easy to justify in the beginning. It does get easier as you get more and more days under your belt. Um, You know, you're not going to want to fall off the wagon when you've been sugar-free for, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five months, you know, onward, onward. I'm actually going to be approaching my 
two-year mark in January, which is still incredible to me. And, you know, I get really scared sometimes when I do have a craving every now and again. And it's usually because, again, it's one of these triggers triggering it that I'm afraid, you know, I'll fall off the wagon and have almost two years wasted. But I know that's not going to happen at this point. I mean, I guess you never know. But for the most part, I feel just so confident that it won't because I have been able to overcome a lot of triggers throughout these two years. And just having those years behind me now, sobriety, I just don't want to jeopardize that. So anyway, um, and some of these I might have talked about in earlier podcasts probably have talked about triggers, but I just thought it would be good to dedicate a whole episode to it. Um, and again, I think what's great about the podcast format is, you know, if you are going along and you start struggling with some triggers, you can come back and listen to this episode for support. And it's the whole reason I do the episode as I or the podcast is I just, I don't want you to feel like you're alone. I felt alone a lot during my journey and didn't necessarily feel like I had a lot of resources. So I want to make sure that you do have, feel like you have resources and things you can listen to again and again if you need to. So for me, um, one of the, I mean, these are in no particular order, but one of the first things that springs to mind is just getting too hungry. You know, I've used that phrase past my point a lot. You know, um, I interviewed my husband, Chris, last week, and I know I used to say that to him a lot. It was like, once I got too hungry, I'm just, would just even have to tell him I'm past my point. Like, you need to make a decision on what we're going to eat. And a lot of times that's because I wasn't prepared. Or maybe we were, you know, out doing something and the time got away from us and all of a sudden it's a time that I need to eat. And Chris might ask me, well, what do you feel like? And my brain just does not work once I'm past my point. I need basically someone to tell me what to eat and just get some, you know, food in me uh, because I just stopped functioning. So, um... I also notice when I get too hungry, I tend to eat more, um, and I eat really probably a lot faster, so I don't know if that's part of the reason that I eat more. I don't give my brain a chance to send the signal that it's full, um, or my body, I guess, to tell my brain that it's full, so I just keep eating, um, or if it's because uh, I just you know, I waited too long and it just makes me then crave foods like that aren't the best choices, you know, like if I get to that past my point, I just want something quick, fast, easy. And when I was still eating sugar and flour, it was always some kind of, you know, like a cookie or some kind of junk food that I was looking for. Um, probably, you know, maybe my blood sugar was dropping low and it kind of gave me that quick, you know, little hit. But 
I definitely do not make good choices when I get too hungry. And that's why, you know, I suggest having some like emergency type plans. If getting too hungry is one of your triggers, you know, come up with some emergency type snacks or meals that you can eat, you know, um, in a pinch. And if you can, as much as you can, just be prepared. I pretty much always travel with some kind of snack. I mean, that's seriously, I feel like a kid, like one of my kids most of the times. Like we don't leave the house without a snack for them. I mean, even if we're running like a simple errand, it can always, you know, become complicated, you know, because of life. And then suddenly my kids are melting down because they're, they get past their point. And I am so similar that way. Um, so I just try to make sure just like I would for my kids that I pack myself snacks, even if I think, uh, you know, even if I don't end up eating it, it's like one of those things, if I didn't pack it, I would have needed it. So try to be prepared that way. But I have noticed getting too hungry, even throughout this two year period, once in a while, it will catch me off guard. And that's what, um, kind of will trigger some of those cravings again, um, or just eating too much. So try to be prepared. Another thing um, that I've really noticed even more recently than before, and I've mentioned in earlier episodes that I possibly could be going through perimenopause. So I've noticed that my PMS symptoms seem to be a lot stronger. And there's like two times during my cycle that um, I can be triggered. And one of those times is during ovulation. Uh, For some reason, I get really, really hungry during ovulation and I can have cravings. And then again is like right when I have my period or right before. Sometimes, not every month, but sometimes it'll be like that week leading up to it, which actually is right now for me. I'm supposed to get my period um, in like less than a week. So sometimes that time period can be where I get triggered. Um, And a lot of times, like I said, during ovulation and then usually like when I do have my period because I think in the past some of that is probably legit I know there's a lot of women that get cravings but I also think in the past I kind of established some bad habits around my period of being like oh woe is me I deserve to have some treats because you know I have my period and it sucks and I'm gonna have this treat it's still hard for me. Um, it's, it's the one time besides also going to the movie theaters another time, but I really want a diet Coke too. You know, that's something that, uh, I tried, you know, even before going off sugar and flour, I mean, I knew diet Coke was not good for me at all, but I was pretty addicted to that too. It was hard for me. I'd go through periods of being off of it. But a lot of times when I did have my period or if I was going to a movie or something, I would treat myself. So when I'm, especially if I'm feeling like crampy or a little nauseous, oh, that just still sounds so good to me. So those are times that I'm just super aware um, 
and I just need to be careful uh, to manage those triggers. I'm making sure that I'm eating. A lot of times I just eat more during those periods because I tend to be hungrier, but I just make sure it's good, uh, more of like the good whole food meals that I eat now. Um, again, kind of making sure I don't get too hungry and just me, you know, if I need to eat a little bit more, it's one thing I love about, you know, doing sugar and flour free my own way is that I don't follow the rules of having to like measure and weigh food like some programs will have you do or even like try to reduce portions. I really don't worry about that at all and it's so freeing. So if I am hungrier one day and if I, or if I need some more snacks one day, I'm going to do that. I mean, as long as they're sugar and flour free, but uh, I just make sure during that to that time if I am feeling hungry, just eating a little bit more. And then also exercising a lot more self-care during that time too and trying to rest. You know, that's something that I'm realizing I really, really struggle with. And as I've gotten a little bit older, it seems like my body is really trying to get me to slow down more. And especially I've noticed if I do too much um, right around ovulation or even that week before my period, it usually makes my period just awful. Um, so it seems to be like a good time, you know, reminder to take it slow. And I am the worst culprit of this. I mean, I can't even tell you, but I really am trying to be a lot more gentle and rest more um, and just be okay with not getting everything off, checked off my to-do list. You know, I can be pretty OCD about all my chores and getting things done and doing it this way and being efficient. And, you know, I really don't like to rest until everything's done, but I try to give myself a little more freedom during those times, um, so that I don't exhaust myself because, you know, being too tired is also another trigger for me. And, you know, you might be able to relate to this if you don't get a good night's sleep or, you know, you don't get enough sleep that that next day you're really craving either some kind of caffeine boost or sugar boost or both. Um, you know, that definitely was a time before giving up sugar and flour that if I didn't get enough sleep, you know, usually my breakfast would be pretty junk junk filled. Um, and, you know, being too tired also made it harder for me to make good choices. So I'm really, really notice that, I mean, it happens. I try really hard. I have a really good sleep routine and I talk about how important that is. I do my namaste in bed, um, supplement that helps me sleep, but there are still some nights that I don't sleep great or don't get enough sleep. And I can notice the next day that, you know, um, being triggered a little bit more, you know, maybe thinking about it's, Interestingly, a lot donuts, and I know I've said before that really before all of this, I was not that into donuts, 
but it must be like the combo of like sugar, flour, fat, um, that I do think about donuts suddenly when I'm too tired. It's kind of funny. I'm like, huh, that sounds good. And it's so weird to have those thoughts now. I'm like, whoa, where did that even come from? And then I kind of take a second, take a few deep breaths, and I'm just like, okay, I'm tired. And sometimes even just acknowledging that or acknowledging any emotions that come up that might be triggering, you know, taking a little bit of time to breathe and be okay with feeling whatever you're feeling instead of trying to numb it with food, which I used to do a lot. You know, even being tired, I didn't want to think about that I was too tired. I just wanted to get done the million things I have to do every day. Where now, um, again, a lot more gentle with myself and just look at that to-do list and like, you know, what really can wait till tomorrow? Like, you know, I don't need to be so anal retentive. What can wait? And that's kind of what I will eliminate and try to just get a little more rest that day because really that's what my body's craving you know is rest not food um another thing that I noticed recently that can trigger me is not exercising regularly so you know I do pretty much walk like every single day um it's great for me to get you know, the fresh air. And I don't really do any kind of um, other cardio type exercise. I find that walking, at least for me right now, is just exactly what my body wants to do. And I feel like it's really gentle. Um, But I also do my every mother uh, core compression workouts and some other workouts that they have, full body type workout things. And I try to do those videos, you know, every day as well. And there are times, especially when I'm traveling and doing one of my events and I'm working like 12, 14, 15, 16 hour days or whatever, I'm just too tired um, to do those videos. So there might, I might even take like a, a week off from it and not start back up until I get back. And obviously then I'm not walking every day because I am getting so many steps from running, you know, around whatever venue that I might be at that I don't like go outside and take a walk too. So, um, I had, this is probably about, I don't know, a few weeks ago now, I think it was, you know, last time actually that I had my period, I had worked an event right before that, so, and it was um, pretty early morning, so I kind of took that week off, and then when I got back, I had got my period and was pretty crampy. My back was really bothering me, so I just did not feel like doing my exercise, and So I probably went, you know, I don't know, like a 10-day span or something being out of that normal daily exercise routine, and I noticed that I was wanting to munch on everything, and that partly could have been, you know, the period itself, but 
I think that eating well and exercising go really well together. Just like, you know, getting a good night's sleep too. Like all of these things kind of help you stay on track. And so for me, it's really important for me to keep exercising as part of my daily routine because it just makes me feel good. Um, You know, this was just interesting when this happened last cycle because Again, um, it's been so long since I felt kind of yucky like that. Like, uh, I just want to lay around and eat and do nothing. Like, that's so unlike me now. But it reminded me of how I used to be, like, when I would get my period or something and eat a bunch of junk food. Like, kind of have that, like, junk food hangover. It's almost how I felt, even though I wasn't eating any junk food this last time. I was just wanting to. So, um, you know, I think I still think it's important. It's kind of finding that balance, right, of sticking to your exercise routine, but also listening to your body when you are tired. Um, And, you know, it's just also okay in this case, like I wanted to like eat everything but again I took a step back took a deep breath tried to separate myself from the feeling and just thought hmm isn't this interesting like I haven't felt this way in so long and then I kind of focused on just being grateful that I don't feel like that anymore because I used to feel like that so frequently so it just felt really good instead to say ah look how far I've come okay what do I need to do I need more self-care like that's kind of my new crutch if you will or way to take care of myself I'm not doing it with food anymore I'm doing it with other things so that's when I started um, you know taking extra baths or, you know, scheduling a massage or even just like taking an hour out of the day to like read a book or just do nothing. So I think that's really important um, to make sure that you have some self-care, whatever like brings you joy and makes you feel cared for and nurtures you. That's what you want to be doing when some of these triggers come up. So it might be another good idea to make a list of those self-care items that are really important, you know, to you and really work for you. Um, And that actually sometimes can be a trigger for me too, is just not getting enough self-care. Because again, I have these really good daily routines and you know, one thing for my self-care is meditating every morning. Um, I like to do my weekly bath, sometimes more, but typically every Sunday night I'm taking a bath and doing my face mask. Um, you know, getting, I try to get a massage monthly, uh, just spending some time, you know, to myself, like reading or just having quiet time every day is important to me. I'm trying to journal a little bit more at night, uh, making sure that I get a good night's sleep, uh, just all these things. Um, and I notice again, if I'm, especially on these events or if I'm just having a really busy week and suddenly I can't, you know, get in my daily walk and I'm up so early, I can't, I don't have enough time to do my meditation either. And, And then, oh, I don't have enough time, you know, to 
just whatever. It keeps like building up. And, you know, I missed my bath because I had something. And suddenly I'm realizing that I'm, you know, keep giving things, taking things out of my bucket. You know, if you've ever heard that, um, you need to keep replenishing your bucket too. And that's what self-care is doing. And sometimes I just feel totally depleted as I'm sure a lot of people, women that are listening, especially probably feel, and, you know, especially if you're a parent too, it's just, you're giving, 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 and people are taking, 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 and it's rare that people are replenishing. So it's just something you really have to make a priority to replenish yourself, you know, taking care of yourself first. Um, so I definitely notice that if I'm not, you know, doing all of my regular self-care things, you know, you know, I might be fine skipping a day or two, but much longer than that, all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting triggered and wanting to eat, you know, something to take the edge off again. Um, another thing that will trigger me is getting too overwhelmed or, well, I mean, just getting overwhelmed or just really stressed out. And again, these are things in my past that I would turn to food for comfort. You know, if I was stressed or overwhelmed, I would just eat about it. And now that I don't do that, um, it's still, those times are still a trigger for me, especially being really overwhelmed. And again, sadly, as being a working mom of two kids, I feel like I'm at that overwhelm point way more than I would like to be. You know, sometimes it feels like it's a daily thing, especially by the end of the day. Um, I know that talking with people that that's a time of day that a lot of people like to tend to overeat maybe in the evenings after, you know, your kids go to bed, you know, all of a sudden you're just eating everything in sight. And I really think that comes from, um, being super overwhelmed. It's kind of like you're just overloaded for the day and you're just looking for something to take the edge off. Or if you're just in an extremely stressful situation, if work's really stressful um, that week, it can, you know, make you want to, again, escape that feeling of stress. So, again, when I, when I come across these things now, I'm trying to create a little space um, and not associate so closely with it. You know, I think this is something that meditation really helps with is, you know, thinking about I am feeling stressed right now, not I am stressed. You know, it's that slight difference of instead of like self-identifying as, you know, being a big stress ball, even if you are, it's creating a little bit of space around that and thinking instead, right now I am feeling stressed. And sometimes what I'll do or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, I say, okay, what can I do right now? Instead of like, you know, wanting to just eat something to make that feeling go away, I think about what can I do right now that will make me feel less stressed, you know, besides <laughs> eating 
a cookie, of course. I just think, okay, what can I do that's going to make me feel a little less stressed? And sometimes it might be some actual like, okay, let me just do these three things on my to-do list and then I'll feel better. But sometimes it's like, I need to take a break. I need to go outside and get some fresh air. I need to go on a hike. I need to go to the beach, whatever. I need to call a friend. You know, I want to talk to a family member, whatever it is that, or maybe I just need a hug. You know, I feel like sometimes that's, you know, you're reaching for food when it might be that you just do need some some love, a hug, you know. Um, so these are all triggers that I think even when I was not eating or when I was eating sugar and flour, these were just triggers that I always had. Um, so I continue to have them now. I'm not going to say they, you know, I still get triggered. However, I deal with them a lot differently. And the way that I manage them is by paying close attention to my self-care and also creating that kind of space around not directly associating with whatever that powerful feeling might be. Um, That's helped me tremendously. So as though I was going around along my journey You know, I kind of made a list here of other things that popped up and really uh, triggered me, including, uh, I'll just read the list and then talk about it a little bit more, but travel, family gatherings, going to a restaurant and having the bread basket on the table because I was a big bread and butter person. Um, walking by a bakery or going into a bakery and just smelling all those smells. Um, For that same reason, sometimes grocery stores, especially in the beginning for me, were very triggering. Road trips, um, that's another thing. I never realized how (laughs) um, a lot of these things, like road trips I made all about like the snacks I was going to eat. Even like watching TV at night, um, you know, like Netflix and chill. Uh, so many times I didn't even realize how I was just mindlessly eating while I was watching TV. And most of the time I wasn't even hungry. It was more, I was just needed to zone out probably cause I was overwhelmed or stressed. So the TV would help with that, but then I'd eat as well just to kind of completely, you know, numb myself or whatever. Um, going to a movie to the movie theater itself. Um, gosh, those like commercials they show in the beginning with like the candy and the soda and the popcorn and then just the smell of everything in there. And now, I mean, it's like not just like candy and popcorn. I mean, movies have, you know, alcoholic beverages. They have these, like, ice cream and other desserts, soft pretzels, pizza. I mean, it's like, you know, turning into, it's like going to a restaurant. Um, Christmas and other holidays. I know I talked a lot about, and I'm approaching that now, it being um, December, that it's, it's holiday season again. And this time last year, I was completely 
um, surprised by how much I was triggered, triggered by holiday traditions, um, that I had just completely forgotten about, like peppermint bark. That's something already this year that I saw out at the store the other day. And I was like, oh, peppermint bark. Like I had to have a moment of silence cause I just missed it. And it's stuff you don't necessarily think about all year round, but when it comes back out at the holidays, a lot of times it's just so ingrained in us or so ensconced with other memories that we have from childhood that it's really hard to separate it out. So that can be pretty powerful. So yeah, Christmas and other holidays. And then, you know, in that same kind of thought things like birthdays and even going to a birthday party and if you have kids you know it's something you're probably going to a few times every weekend to birthday parties and you know it's hard to to see especially at kids parties you know there's just so much junk food so that can all be really really triggering um and I kind of talk in other podcast episodes about Avoiding some of this stuff, especially in the beginning, if you can. But again, it's something you can't avoid forever. Um, and it's something that these things are going to happen continually now as you live your new lifestyle. And you just have to figure out a way um, of how to kind of manage these triggers if these things trigger you. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through them a little bit, talk a little bit more like travel. I know I've said that before. I was really caught off guard that first trip I took after I was sugar and flour free in January and March. It was only about, you know, almost three months that I've been sugar and flour free because we went the end of March for spring break. Chris and I went to Hawaii together, just the two of us. And soon as I got like to the airport, I realized I wanted to buy a bag of peanut M&Ms. And so did Chris. I mean, that had just always kind of been our travel ritual. Um, so suddenly I was like, oh gosh, like I didn't even realize I had kind of been feeling fine. And then all of a sudden could not stop thinking about, you know, wanting some peanut M&Ms. So I think if travel is something, you know, also with road trips, Kind of very similar. I think that's something a lot of times you have your favorite snacks that you associate with that. You know, you're going to have to be prepared and pack some healthier options. You know, I mentioned before now when I travel, a lot of times I do pack stuff, but sometimes if I really want to like treat myself, I'll get a bag of sweet potato chips from a Starbucks and that feels like, you know, ooh, this is kind of a fun treat. And actually, I haven't done really any road trips, long road trips in a while. I try to avoid those with, again, two kids. Um, anything over three hours, I try to avoid. But if I were going on a road trip, I mean, I used to always eat like all kinds of yucky food that was like okay for some reason if you were on a road trip. Um, and I would just be making sure that I was packing healthier options, still stuff that was enjoyable and satisfying to me, but just, you know, not reaching for like the combos and Cheetos and bugles, you know, that kind of stuff that I would eat before. Um, and then kind of, I guess the next kind of grouping would be like family gatherings, birthdays, holiday, get together, parties, 
all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's again, I think being prepared. Um, a lot of times I, I volunteer to bring my own dish to any kind of gathering where I'm not sure if I'll be able to eat something. I make sure it's just something that I really enjoy, um, or make sure I don't go to any of these things hungry. Uh, and it does get easier, you know, in the beginning, it's hard as you're trying to explain to people what you're doing and you get some crazy looks and why are you doing that? But I feel again, that it gets easier and easier as you, you know, people start to know that this is just the way that you eat and they stop kind of harassing you about it for the most part you know they just kind of get used to you bringing your own thing or asking what's going to be on the menu or whatever so um you know those things have gotten a lot easier for me I am curious to see how this Christmas season will go since I you know have another year under my belt now but um you know sometimes I do miss those you know traditions like baking cookies or making my peppermint bark or, you know, those things that I like to do. Um, and if you also still continue to do those things, you know, that's kind of interesting to think about too. I've, you know, made the decision, at least for now, the only time that I've liked baked something, um, was for my kids' birthdays because I wanted to do something homemade but otherwise, I just do not put myself in that position. Like, I would not, you know, I don't bake cookies with my kids at the holidays. And that's probably easier for me because I hadn't done that before. You know, they were young enough that we never really did that before. And now my mom, she last year cooked, uh, made cookies with them for the first time. That was something that actually ended up triggering me because they were one of my favorite cookies from growing up. And I know she's going to do it again this year. So, um, you know, having that smell and stuff in the house would just be really, really difficult. So that's something that you'll have to, like, navigate for yourself if you're going to continue doing those things. Or if you want to outsource them to another relative, like I did with my mom, uh, just to kind of have a break from it. It's not real hard for me to do the birthday cakes, but again, that's like twice a year. I wouldn't want to be doing that often because um, it does, you know, it does smell good. And, you know, I don't want to like accidentally forget and like lick my fingers or something while I'm stirring the batter. So those are all things that can be very, very triggering for people. Um, and then now same with like watching TV at night. I'll still eat, you know, I still eat popcorn with butter and sometimes I'll do like tortilla chips and guac and sauce, salsa or something. But I've just noticed a lot at night now, if I am watching TV, I kind of close the kitchen after dinner. I always say that to my kids too. I mean, um, cause I don't want them like a lot of times they don't eat, you know, a lot at dinner. And then all of a sudden before we go to bed, suddenly they're hungry again. So what we'll say a lot to the kids is, okay, kitchen is closing so make sure you know you've eaten everything that you need now and I kind of say that same thing to myself now at dinner like eat enough at dinner um that you don't need a you know to eat while you're watching tv I still really do like to watch like a tv program to unwind at night 
but most times I'm not eating while I'm doing it anymore. Once in a while, like if we decided to like rent a movie or something, I might make popcorn or if I'm just really hungry, if it's one of those times that I am legit hungry, I will eat something. But if it's just because uh, it's just I want to like mindlessly munch on something while I'm zoning out, I just I don't do that anymore. Um, and so same with like going to the movies, I will still get movie theater popcorn or sometimes I bring my own. Um, but now I'm trying to challenge myself more and more, especially if it's like I just had a meal um, to just not get anything. And that's really hard. Um, that's something I'm still working on two years later because again, I just always associate like going to the movies with having like popcorn. And I used to like to put M&Ms in the popcorn or that bunch of crunch, you know, so at least I've gotten out of that habit. But, um, sometimes I still really want the popcorn and so, again, that's something you navigate for yourself. Um, I, I tend to go to the movies pretty frequently sometimes. Like, I might go once a week for a while. So I don't need to eat, you know, movie theater popcorn once a week. Um, if I was only going to the movies, like, once every few months or something, I probably would, you know, have popcorn more, like, since it would be more of a rare occasion. So... But since I do really like to go to the movies, I am trying to just to get comfortable with going and not having anything. Or maybe bringing like some pistachios and an apple, you know, just something else that's a little bit healthier. Um, and then as far as grocery stores and restaurants, bakeries, that, you know, when I go into the grocery store and I go to, you know, like Whole Foods, New Seasons, some, you know, healthier stores, um, they still have a bakery section, you know, like Whole Foods still has amazing cookies, cakes, pies, um, all kinds of stuff. And it smells really good. I just try to kind of, there is the, the rotisserie chicken is like the one thing in that area that I kind of have to get, but otherwise I just try to avoid that whole area. Um, when I'm in the store, I just kind of bypass it or just zip through to what I need and keep going and not make eye contact with any of the goods. I think that's really important. Do not make eye contact with all your favorite friends like that are in the bakery section. Just nope, I don't do that anymore. And hit the veggies and, you know, the other aisles. Um, Because I think you know, even if I'm in like a city, again, a lot of times when I'm in an event, I'm in a big city and I'm walking by like a bakery and I catch a whiff of some kind of delicious smell. Um, sometimes I'm in that mood where I can say, oh, I like I take a big sniff and be like, oh, I remember those days. But sometimes I literally will like hold my breath because I'm like, ah, not now. I cannot like that will take me somewhere I don't want to go. So um, I think some of these things you can try to avoid as much as possible and not torture yourself. Um, I know, like I hear a lot of people say when they go to restaurants, they just tell them not to even bring the bread basket. So if it's like just me or me with someone that I know doesn't really eat bread any, you know, I might say that, but a lot of times you're with people that are going to eat bread and eat dessert and you just kind of 
have to be okay with that. In the beginning, again, I would say that was a lot harder. You know, the bread would be like sitting there talking to me like, come on, let's have a piece. Let's go. Um, but uh, it, it has gotten a lot easier of me just kind of reminding myself, no, I don't do that anymore. And same with desserts. Um, if you are at a restaurant with friends or family and they're eating, you know, all this bread and dessert, you know, excuse yourself to go to the bathroom if you have to, you know, like, um, and if even go outside for a second, you know, give yourself five minutes, go play, you know, some game on your phone or, you know, you could do that outside, get some fresh air or hide in the bathroom stall for a while and do that, you know, um, remove yourself from the situation if you need to. And if you can, uh, I was, I, I do that a lot when people are eating dessert and when it's people that I'm comfortable with, I'll just say, you know, I, I just can't, you please enjoy that dessert, but it's still hard for me to watch people eat dessert. And most people are really, really understanding about that. So, um, you know, if it is something I really, I think I've mentioned before too, in the beginning, I did not go out to restaurants for a while in the beginning because I didn't really trust what they were putting in the food sugar wise and I just knew I didn't want to be watching other, even if it was other tables around me eating bread and these amazing desserts. So, you know, try to do what works for you. I think we're all going to be really, really different on this journey. And you're going to have to find what works for you. Um, but these, to me, were just my, you know, main triggers that I deal with if not on a daily basis, definitely on a weekly basis, you know, where something kind of comes up. And I'm not saying that I'm having cravings all the time. I'm definitely not. I mean, it's, it's rare that I have a real severe craving anymore, but these are usually the times that I do. And then it's a lot of times because I haven't balanced it out with that self-care. You know, it's when my bucket is completely depleted and I have not filled it back up. So for me now, I kind of use my triggers if something flares up as almost like a warning to myself, okay, time to like take a time out and check back in with myself and start taking a little bit better care of myself before, you know, I derail completely. So I hope this was helpful for you, um, and I hope that you'll kind of take some time if you are, you know, going to do my challenge of giving up sugar and flour after the holidays sometime in January. I don't want to set the date for you because, you know, it might not be, might be January 1st, but it might not be either, um, but doing some of this work ahead of time I think is really helpful and then coming up with a way to manage these, you know, triggers that do come up and making that list of self-care stuff that you can do and making that list of kind of emergency snacks slash meals. Like, you know, I know people that keep like nuts in their um, glove compartment in their car or always keep a snack in their purse. Like if it's something you're afraid you're going to forget to carry with you, make sure you have stashes, places 
you know, of just some healthy options and being prepared, you know, is just so, so key to this overall success. I know I say that a lot, but it really, really is. So if you can do a little work ahead of time, you know, maybe start kind of listing these, these things out this week. Um, and then even see, you know, you can continue to add to the list over the next few weeks, especially going through the holidays. And even if you are still eating sugar and flour, see what's triggering you and add that to your list, you know, um, spending time with family, you know, that can trigger a lot of people and just kind of have a list so that you can be aware of times that are going to be tough for you and then have that, um, you know, I imagine you making two columns, one of, you know, here's your triggers and then right next to it, what can I do when I have these triggers? Like how can I manage these so that I'm not turning to sugar and flour? Okay. Well, I hope everyone has a great week and I hope this was helpful. As always, please reach out to me if you have any questions or want to share anything with me, you can find me on my website, www.unsweetensio.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give me a rating or leave me a review. Um, I would love to hear from you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, Life is so much sweeter without sugar.